0: Welcome to Human Histories.
1: God bless you all. God save the king. December 7th, 1941. A date which will live
0: in infamy. It's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Hey everybody, this is Riley Osborne with the Human Histories Podcast. Thanks for listening. Today we're doing a bit of a different episode where we're gonna more introduce us as hosts, let you guys know what got us into history, why we think history is important, and why you should listen to the show. We kind of wanted to take this as an opportunity to give you guys a better idea of who we are, what we're about, and um, just make this sort of like a nice coffee hour with the hosts, you know? We're not gonna talk about a specific historical topic. We're gonna just sort of go over why history is so important to us what got us into this and, you know, make you guys feel like more of a community. A couple ways to support the podcast is follow us at Human Histories Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, but we've actually adapted the way we're doing it. The best way now is to go to humanhistoriespodcast.com, and you can shoot us emails directly from the website or at questions at humanhistoriespodcast.com. And also at the website, we have all the sources that we use for our podcasts, and we have those books linked in the sources page, and they are—they're all affiliate links, so we get some compensation if you guys do that. And you can also donate directly from the website, so everything's on the website. And soon we're gonna have some mugs, you know, maybe some t-shirts and stuff too, just to uh, help help get some more support for the podcast. So if you guys want to support the podcast, that's how you do it. Ashton, how's it going?
1: Uh, it's good. Let's uh, let's hop right in with the most inflammatory politics I can think of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, brief note on the affiliate links, even if you guys don't care about the books, but you know, you're, you're going to buy 800 fruit of the loom shirts for some reason. Uh, you just, you can click through our affiliate link and then do your normal shopping on Amazon. It'll still, um, send us some blowbacks. So that'll, uh, you know, that would be appreciated and it's, uh, it doesn't take a lot. Um, but now that we're done shilling, um, yeah, uh, this is, I guess just a, a casual get to know us episode, um. I guess to start, well, uh, before we get into us as individuals, let's. I, I, personally, I think this would be a good idea to talk about uh, how Riley and I met, and uh, you know, it's. It, I'd say, I'd say it's an untraditional friendship, but it's only untraditional if you, uh, if you've never done martial arts, because the way we became brothers is pretty typical of martial arts.
0: Yeah, man. I think it's sort like to dive in, man. Like it, it's really a, a definition of the story where hardship creates better relationships and that's like we couldn't define that better because what's harder than like directly punching each other in the face (laughs) oh yeah
1: kicking too yeah yeah so there's a place in edmonton uh where we're from frank lee's gym a shout out uh it's a muay thai gym uh an incredible gym I had started training there back in January of 2014. Um, I had stopped after about four or five months and I returned. When was it? Was it 2016 or 2017? It was the fall of one of those. I think it was 2016, 2016. right? Yeah. So fall of 2016, I went back to Frank Lee's or I had been training through the summer and uh, Riley had started. I, I don't know when you started fully, but I know you, you were there with your buddy, right? That uh, the, other, the other tall guy from the military. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember. I remember that's when I first met you guys, right? Cuz at that point I was more experienced than you were, but then I had taken a break and you kept training. And then I came back and you and I were I was like, "Oh, hey, I remember you," right? And then you and I were both kind of on the same level. We still were dog but we were more on the same level. Um and and yeah, we uh yeah, you know, we we got we got going just through through fighting and sparring and then we'd start talking after class, sparring after class, and then we him and I were like one of the three people always going to the Saturday sparring classes. So, you know, a bit more intimate, got to know each other, talk a bit more there. And then eventually that led to us having fight nights at Riley's place, um, having a few beers, you know, talking about uh, a broader range of things. And this, this is actually where I got to know like a bit of his mind. And when I kind of realized like, okay, like this guy's, he's a lot like me, like where we would talk about philosophy and politics and history and realize that, um, he had this similar, um, expansive mindset regarding it
0: yeah dude it was super cool i was i was deployed i remember i was in poland and i didn't know how to fight at all and it was like a priority to me when i got back i was like okay i'm gonna fix this massive gap in my game because everyone should know how to fight a little bit especially if you're a soldier yeah especially if it's quite literally in your job description so i got back i started going to frank lee's and me and you just became, i like, it's funny, retrospectively, uh, retroactively, like, I think about it, and I'm like, yeah, we just showed up, and we were, like, homies right away. But I know that realistically, it was, like, a lot slower than that, you know? Yeah. It's, it's easy to, like, clump things together in your memory, but it was really, like, I showed up three, four days a week. So we'd see each other at least twice a week for, like, a month. You know, and then you're you're kind of working together. You're doing pad work together, and then I think I forget which one of us was like, "Hey man, you want to come like watch?" I think I I think I invited you. You did, me, yeah, like, you invited me. Yeah. yeah, I was like, "Come come watch some fights with us, man," because I always used to always get my friends together and watch fights, and you were down. And then next thing you know, we were spending four hours at a hookah lounge just like yeah. going like super deep diving into yeah. philosophy.
1: It's funny. And, one, one one thing you uh one thing that I don't think you ever uh, I'm not sure if you if you realize like the gravity of how uh, important this was to me, but there was a point where I was in a bit of a tumultuous relationship. It was, uh, the highs were high and the lows were in low. Um, I guess we're using uh, profane language this episode and, um, you know, never, not, never a way to be right. I much prefer stability. And as a result, uh, I wore it on my face too. Right. I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty straightforward guy. Uh, you can kind of, when I, when I look frustrated, I'm very quiet when I'm not frustrated. I'm, you know, I'm, you know, goofy and joking around and stuff. And one day it was after class and, um, Riley and I were sparring, um, uh, we were sparring, or we were doing pad work, and he could tell something was off, right? Because normally him and I have the energy. And if you guys, if you guys have never watched a Muay Thai fight, you'll know like when when somebody lands a good shot, whether that shot's on you or you're landing it on your opponent, people that are watching or even yourself, you'll make a noise. It's like oi, right? Like you're kind of like it's like an acknowledgement, like "wow, good job," right? Like it's like hyping each other up and hyping up the fight and. You know, I wasn't throwing many of those out that day. And he picked up on it. And he was like, hey, bro, like, what's wrong, right? He's like, so what's going on, right? And I told him, I was like, ah, you know, just fighting with my girlfriend again. And, you know, which was typical. And um, he's like, oh, he's like, well, shit, I got a couple. He's like, you want to grab a couple beers? You can come over, right? And then I ended up going over. And that was, that was, I'd already been at your house for a fight night once. But that was like, that was one of the moments where it was like, you know, because making friends as an adult is different because, like, you, nobody wants to be the first one to be like, hey, I care about you, right? But that was one of those first moments where you're like, hey, I kind of care about you, bro, right? And then I came over and we kicked it and we talked and, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I do remember that, that a- actually, because I remember, like, it was... And, and that is, like you said, it, it's tough making friends as an adult and it really takes like a difficult situation to sort of be like nah this is where we're at like me and your yeah. boys you know and, and if you're in trouble like come to my house grab a beer and kick it and we'll talk about it and i think that that was like the defining point point. and we'd known each other for probably like eight months at this point like it'd yeah. been a while you know and, and that was sort of like the moment where i think our, our friendship graduated into being like really good buddies yeah, homies. and like graduated yeah. from just like you know just like kicking it at the at the gym every once in a while I remember yeah. actually though it wasn't that it wasn't that you weren't throwing out as many ways it was I was, I was like, getting
1: punched in the face I was getting pieced yeah, up I think
0: it, but and we weren't even sparring we were doing like drills S- and I was like drills. hitting yeah. you consistently and I was like come on man like you're way better than this <laughs> you know it was yeah. like was, it was like yeah, you were getting beat up. I never beat you up, like you and and you and so something else was going on, obviously. And so I remember you were like getting water or something. And I was like, "Hey, man! Like, first off, I don't know what's going on, but you, like, you're done here. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. this isn't your day to train." And then and then we kicked it. That was a good day, that man. Fun-
1: I, I, lo- I love that memory. That was yeah. That was that was the that was the beginning of the you know watching cowboy fights. I think it was a cowboy fight that night because I remember you uh we you had Budweisers right. So yeah. I remember I remember cracking one of those with you. Um, I also remember, um, oh yeah, and to give like, to, Riley and our fighting styles were a lot different, right? Riley's like what six one, six two, and he's a bit longer. Uh, he's very technical, very skill based, right? Like, if if we were to see it out like over the long term. Um, like we would we would end up very different fighters in the regard and I'm more I'm 6 feet tall I'm a little bit stockier uh bit bulkier I was heavier so like Riley was a lot more technical uh I was a lot more like I was I was center ring right because of my size it was hard for me to be pushed around so I had ring control and you'd think that those things would actually matter when we'd spar but it would it would turn into a straight up street fight right i remember one time Every specifically time, <laughs> I I remember one time specifically we were in uh, we were in the advanced group um because we were we were actually getting pretty good like in that gym I'd say we were like outside of the actual fighters who were most of them were you know it's like it, it, we like we didn't we didn't really intermingle with them but outside of the the actual fighters uh, Riley and I were probably you know, some of the, the better guys there. Like we, like the, the instructors kind of, they knew what we were capable of. They would, they would ask us to help teach other people and stuff like that. And one day we were, uh, there was two two floors, right? There was the bottom floor with the normal ring. Then there was upstairs where there was mats and basically a cage. And, um, we were upstairs with the advanced class with, uh, being taught by Levi and, um, Everybody was watching. It was Riley and I's turn to have a round. And we had a round. And then afterwards, we both kind of stopped. We're all sweaty and panting. And we look at Levi and we, we ask him, we're like, how, Like, well, what's the critique, right? How was that? And he was like, he's like, that was not Muay Thai. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I remember, if someone else said they were like, they're like, I can't believe neither of you got knocked out because <laughs> yeah. we were just like throwing, <laughs> we were swinging, bombs, yeah. like zero technique, right in yeah. each other's face, yeah. neither of us would take a step back. It was hilarious, yeah. man. It was, it
1: was always the, you know, we touch gloves. Hey, bro, I'm feeling a little peace stuff. You want to go late today? Yeah, let's go late. <laughs> you know, maybe I land a big leg kick. So Riley responds with a big jab, and then I'm like, okay, he wants to throw big jabs. I, I throw a hard hook, and then it's, and then it's on. Right, five seconds, like, and you you're, you're in the thick of it. But yeah that's yeah, there's uh
0: there's that video of the gorilla's like going at it on instagram and it's like it's like when when coach says light sparring it's like you and your buddy <laughs> just destroy yeah, yeah. each other pretty much yeah yeah man i definitely lost yeah, some fun, brain though, cells right? sparring you 100 yeah. i mean yeah, it, I, sorry what's up
1: no i was gonna say 100 but it's like uh yeah i don't think uh i don't think i have i've like i don't think i've ever become so close with somebody so quick And I fully attribute it to the fact that we were consistently like, and this is the thing, like, it wasn't like we would beat the shit out of each other, but it wasn't like, oh, I got you, bro. Like Riley, like we would both know maybe Riley won that round. But after the round, Riley would come to me like, man, you for you were and smoking me with those inside leg kicks like you were killing it with this right or if i know riley or if i knew i won the round and he knew i won the round afterwards i'd be like bro you got to teach me how to do those like spinning heel like heel kicks right like that's insane right like we we would talk each other up we, it was never there was no ego involved it was never like a, i need to be better than him or he's better than me or this and that it was uh you know like we just loved it right we just loved getting into it and getting after it and you know throwing bombs at each other because like, we, we, we like even now kind of like with the development mindset we we both share, that's kind of that was a, a physical representation of that. Where it didn't matter who won or who lost, we just both wanted to get better, and we saw that with each other, right? One
0: hundred percent, man. We definitely left our egos at the door and like helped each other build. Like I think that's another thing that connected us. You know what's crazy? If you're listening, like me and Ashton haven't been in the same room physically in like two and a half years because I moved away. You know, and it, it feels, dude. Every time I, I call you and talk to you, it feels like, like I. They I haven't not seen you in a day right so man like we're we're two peas in a pod bro i absolutely you know like i love you man and i love, I love you too, brother. this podcast and everything you know i think that our other question was what are your favorite hobbies but obviously that sort of sums up kind of my favorite hobby as well as podcasting like podcasting martial arts i'm pretty good as far as my my favorite hobbies to do
1: yeah, I, I'd say i say I'd add on and I think this for both of us like maybe like for me, especially like, you know, I've like Definitely love powerlifting. I love strength sports. I also love bodybuilding I love like I like using my body and that's probably a result of the fact that I was 300 pounds when I was 16 So like that was like, you know, like lifting was what kind of allowed me to take control of myself again um, but yeah, I would say yeah podcasting martial arts lifting and you know, like, like history and reading and all that stuff. Like I want, like, there's no specific of those things that is my hobby. Right. But it's like just learning is my hobby. And I know that makes me sound like a nerd, but yeah, that's, I think that pretty much covers that.
0: Yeah. what well, what's, what's your favorite topic?
1: Knowledge. Yeah. Knowledge.
0: So, knowledge. <laughs>
1: that's that, that's that uh that guy like that, uh, the guy with all the books, right? That's the one who made it like. Yeah. The way- con artist on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So let's let's talk about like what got us into history, sort of what started that path. You go first. I mean, for me, it was definitely like my dad, like my dad was always sort of um, a pretty knowledgeable guy. He's got a whole bunch of books that I don't know if he's ever read them, but he's got a whole bunch of history (laughs) books. And he was always just sort of like he would always drop like little nuggets of knowledge on me. And I was just sort of like taking that. And I guess that even just genetically his interest was passed down to me. And I remember in grade five, I got this book and it was like a book of short stories on Greek mythology. And I read this book of of Greek mythology and I thought it was like so cool. And all the stories were like so intriguing, even though I was only in grade five. I don't know how old that is, but I was like pretty young. And I just read that book like three times or something. And ever since then, I have like just loved history. And I think that it's also important that like knowing history is one of the most vital things that you should know to understand everything. Honestly, it's, it's one of the foundational things that you should, you should know. So that's, that's why I got into history.
1: I, I think for me, I, um, well, it started back when I was like probably six or seven years old. I was a bit of a, I hardly remember this. Like I I remember it, but I don't remember it as, um, As vividly as I may, and maybe it's because it's a bit of an implanted memory by my parents. But uh, when I was young, I had read the entire Bible by the time I was like seven or eight, right? And I was like obsessed with Revelations, and I thought like fire and brimstone, the whole world was going to end. I was a weird kid. Um, But um, that kind of really that that kind of opened my eyes a little bit because like at first I thought they were stories, but then I got into my teenage years and I realized, wow, these are actually a lot of the stuff, especially now. And what you'll see in the coming episodes as we talk about uh, Persia and whatnot, like like those the people talked about in the old testament were real people right they had real like they actually dealt with what happened in the bible the bible uh, as much as it is apocryphal it's also um there's pieces of history in it right um but anyway once it, from the bible is probably where i got started but then from ages you know seven or eight until i was probably 16 or 17 there wasn't a lot going on for history at the time i still liked learning and still liked knowledge but i mean i was in high school i was a bit of a dumb kid right um but then I got this book called uh, Sophie's World on Christmas uh, right before I turned 18. And Sophie's World was a book about philosophy. It was basically a, a book for not children, but for young adults uh, introducing you to philosophy. It would talk about uh, all the like uh, it would went all the way back to ancient Greece with uh, Thales of Miletus and then Socrates and you know Aristotle and Plato and all the way up to uh, Descartes and um, even uh, what's his name? I can't remember it right now, but like lots of the enlightenment philosophers and, you know, Renaissance, Renaissance philosophers, even some modern day philosophers, Bertrand Russell, that's his name. And um, yeah, that, that, that kind of, from that, I started looking into those philosophers independently and looking into the eras and kind of got a, a little interested in ancient Greece. And, but then again, it kind of took a lull. I went back to school, I went to university and that was around when I was 17. And once I turned 19 or 20, I got a job delivering pizza. Right. And I was kind of really, I was kind of bored. I was like, what am I supposed to do? I'm doing this 20 hours a week. I'm driving around in my car. What am I like? You know, like, so what am I gonna do? I'm gonna look into podcasting. And I found uh, Mike Duncan's uh, History of Rome, which what I would highly recommend to anybody. If you're interested in uh, history of the Mediterranean or history of Rome, it is a fantastic podcast. Um, Riley listened to an episode or two and he can like a lot of my style you can see why I like that podcast because like it's very it's very factual it's very evidence-based it's very these are the people these are the places these are the names very concise um and that really got me going I realized like holy like wait a minute like that kind of that kind of shattered the the veil uh from modern day looking back that I realized that this isn't just like this isn't just something that that happened right like the these these are the foundational steps of where we came from and what led us to today right and what i saw with rome in that is you know the beginning of like the republic turning into an imperium then the imperium falling and then you see democracy in and, and greece at the time and like like the the way they had legislation and a legal system and their laws and their their forms of governance and all these all the uh the minutia of a somewhat efficient system and i realized like like these this is this is not this isn't just like a a thought or like this happened and this this has direct impacts on how the world is today right and that's that's kind of what really really spurred my interest and love into for history and this is actually a perfect segue for the question i'm going to ask riley and that's why uh from your point of view why did we decide to make human histories
0: well i mean we had sort of decided that we wanted to make a podcast like a while ago, like probably two years ago. Um, you know, just over our hookah lounge conversations, we, we realized that we're, you know, we have a lot of information and we also, I think that the biggest thing and the best thing about us making a podcast is our intention to continually learn and grow. So like for the listeners, they're not getting a lecture from a professor They're sitting in on a conversation between people that are also learning and growing, and I think that that's what would make me want to listen to a podcast. So that's why, like, I'm I'm only ever going to podcast the way that I would want to listen to a podcast. Like, and the same with you. Like, we're we're making this for people that want. Like, I'm not going to change how it is just because I don't know there's monetary gain or something for that. I I want to do this the right way. And it was funny. So we sort of like knew we wanted to make a podcast, but it's really hard to come up with an idea. And then I was just like in bed one night, wasn't able to sleep. The name human histories popped in my head. And I was like, has anyone else done this name? (laughs) And, and then I, I hit you up and I was like, let's just talk about like cool events and people in history. And it doesn't have to be super structured and people can just sort of like hop in, listen to the topics they want to listen to, but also get introduced to topics that they wouldn't even think about and it's topics that I wouldn't even think about and then, and then make that a podcast. So that's like, that's why I, I just started to make th- I decided to, to bring this idea to you and you were just like pumped about it. The instant I, yeah. I was like, Hey, like, what about this? And then we just, we've been getting after it ever since. Like it, it took us, we, we came up with the idea, enjoyed November. the idea. And then we set a date. And we, we just got after it right away and we made the date. So that's, you know, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, 100%. I uh, What you said there about how we both want to listen to a podcast. We both want to make a podcast where we'd listen to it. I think that's one of our greatest strengths, right? Is like I have the tendency to be too academic at times and I will get lost in the weeds. And But you're you're more willing to just have a conversation about the material sometimes, right? So it's, it's a healthy balance where like, I feel as we're going like we're both learning right we're both learning and we're like not only are we learning the material of that podcast but we're learning how to tell the story better right because a story without commentary is just a it's just a retelling of facts right at a point and um yeah that's kind of like why when it all began and Riley came to me with the idea, and even before when we had just talked about it, like there was no doubt in my mind that this this man was the one I wanted to do this with because because of that fact, right? Because of the, the way we synergize. And part of it has to do in a way with like the way we check each other, right? Because, you know, going back to the Muay Thai thing, like if I'm out of line or he's out of line, there's not going to be a, like a, well, I don't know if I should say anything, right? I don't want to rock the boat. It's like, bro, you're like, I, I don't know what you're doing here, right? Like this morning we actually had a little instance like that and we hashed it out. We had a conversation and like that kind of, uh, that facilitates good content when you, you know, you set the ego at the door and you can just, you can, you can tell a story. You can look at the material and you can tell a story. And yeah, that's basically it. Why I wanted to make a podcast. I've always, uh, I've always liked teaching people. I've always liked sharing what I've learned and what I know. And to be able to do that in a storytelling, story-telling fashion and have fun conversation with my boy is like, yeah, there's no there's no question, right? There's no debate. It's not a – I don't need much convincing, right? Like,
0: Yeah. I mean, and even to go back on like what you were saying about how we sort of like develop through issues, like every time we have an issue – i've noticed that at the end of the issue the last like line of our conversation or whatever is like all right good this is good yeah this is good stuff that we figured out you That's know it's we listen to a... too
1: much That's because we listen to too much jocko willing bro <laughs> yeah that definitely doesn't hurt but it, it's yeah. also
0: just like our philosophy about taking positive information from our our experiences yeah right and how like like, you, there's never a person on planet Earth that you're not going to have any sort of, like, problems with, ever, you know? Like, okay, no, this is a, just this super positive relationship 99.9% of the time. Like, that's never going to happen. What's actually valuable is when you can, when, when you're working with someone that you can, like, work through problems with. And that's, I think we do that amazingly, which 100%. is why I'm... I'm Willing to invest time and money into making this podcast with you because I know that we will be able to consistently create good content. We're not going to make five episodes and then, like, cry, get upset, and stop making <laughs> stop making the podcast,
1: <laughs> right? Go and delete everything off Google Drive. This is your fault. Yeah, I hate <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Riley, why? I know we've kind of covered it already, but like maybe we'll try to be more specific with this. Why is history important to you? I know we were having a conversation uh, off air before we began about um, people like there's like the, the fallacious thinking that people have about history, you know, big like cherry picking history. So like why, why, do, why is history important to you? And why do you feel that it's uh, it's necessary to you know, uh, try to educate or enlighten people on what, what the realities of history, actually, right?
0: Yeah, man, it's it's cool. For me, I listen to history and I, I read history. And some of the most important things I take away from history are the fact that if you know history, you know people. Do you know what I mean? Because I remember I read Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. And when I'm reading Meditations, which is written, what, when was that written? 2,000 years ago? I was reading it and I'm like, wow, this is the exact same stuff. Like these are the exact same issues that people deal with now. And that was like the the click to me where I was like, wow, we really haven't changed that much in the past 2,500 years. Like intellectually and emotionally, human beings have not changed much in the past 2,500 years. Like sure, we're all a little bit taller (laughs) for the most part. And I'm sure there's a, a couple other changes in our diets and stuff like that. But as far as like, like, you know, in Pompeii, how they found on the wall, it was like, like, so-and-so was here, was like written on the walls in Pompeii. And like, so-and-so has a tiny penis and all that stuff. (laughs) Like, you know, just like ridiculous stuff like that was on the walls. And they they just sort of realized like, oh, wow, like people have been sort of similar forever. So if you don't have a broad understanding of history, you're never really going to have a broad understanding of human beings and i was saying earlier that like let's say that you are having a political discussion and we don't have political discussions on this show but i'm saying that if you're having a political discussion with someone that will cite history and they'll cite something that's happened in history but they have learned only a very distinct specific part of history to vilify x or to like make their argument mean something and then when i whenever i have conversations with people like that i'm always like dude you you have you've got a drop in the bucket. You've got to drop in the ocean of information. And you're trying to tell me XYZ because of this benign information when you're not looking at how unbelievably deep and expansive human history is, you know? So I think that that's why it's so important to like actually know what history is like. You can't have, you can't think you have an understanding of history and not realize that the Aztecs were just as ruthless as You know, whoever was doing it in like feudal Japan or something like you can't you can't try to, um, like, get a scope of history without being like, okay, why have the same atrocities happened over and over and over and over again in almost like the same fashion? Mm -hmm. And why do we not learn from these mistakes? Right. And it's a lot of it's because people think, well, that's them. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, look how crazy everyone was back in the day. And it's like back in the day is like 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. Or back in the day is right now. Like nothing's actually changed. You actually have to be conscious of humanity. You have to be aware of your internal flaws. And and history exposes that to me, right? So that's why I like consistently dive into it. I find myself a lot of the times just going on these like weird Wikipedia dives. Mm-hmm. And I, next thing you know, it's been three hours and I know everything about you know unit 731 in world war 2 like mm-hmm. just stuff that you shouldn't you shouldn't be learning about but you kind of you kind of have to right you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying so that's that's why to me history is so important and that's why having like our podcast is so diverse we're so not specific because of that fact, because I want to give a general understanding of like different people, different groups of people, different events in history, without sort of tying ourselves down to a specific topic, because there's already those podcasts, like, like you said, the history of Rome, I'm not going to beat that guy, that guy makes an amazing Mm -hmm. podcast, right, but I want to, I want to make something that's a bit more unique and diverse, and that's what we do here at human histories podcast.
1: Yeah, exactly, right, Uh, to pick up that torch, history of Rome got me started, but who does all? Like, who do all like, really big fans of history podcasting look up to? I think I've said it before, but it's Dan Carlin right? He is the godfather of history podcasting. Um, as much as I, you know, I, I might, I, I, I will always pale in comparison to him when it comes to storytelling, right? But I'm not trying to be him, right? We're trying to have human histories. But yeah, like I, I fully agree with everything you said. Um, Like, when you look back at history, like, we we mentioned this on a previous podcast, when people look back at Nazi Germany, and they're like, no, bro, I would have fought Hitler. I would have taken him out with my bare hands. It's like, no, you probably would have been a Nazi. Right. Like, let's 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 be honest. Right. Um, or, or, you know, the people who, you know, let's say ethnic group A does something bad to ethnic group B and everybody thinks ethnic group gay is a bunch of assholes. But literally, they know that ethnic group B had been doing that to ethnic group C for the last 200 years. And now it was just their turn. Right. <laughs> and then ethnic group D was going to do what ethnic group A did to group B in 100 years from now. Right. Like that's and that's kind of the, that's the wheel of history. That's the wheel of time. And that's why, like you said, it's important to take yourself out of it for a minute and try to eliminate that recency bias, right? Like when you look back in uh, the early 20th century and you look at the populist movements of fascism and communism and Stalinism and people, they can't understand, well, how could somebody get swept up in that? How could somebody get swept up in that? How can so many people get swept up in TikTok trends, bro? right <laughs> like, We're humans Tears. right when you when, 100% yeah like when when you see when you see somebody like maybe and maybe that's a bit i might get flack for that comparison because one was murderous and you know a political ideology and one was a uh, was t- teenagers dancing on an app but the point stands that you'll have have groups of people who don't have anything in which they identify with or no groups of which they're part of, and this is actually becoming increasingly problematic in today's day and age because of how, you know, globalized and connected everything is. There's no real unique identity for the individual. The individual needs to make themselves an identity, but far too often it's easier to co-opt an identity than it is to develop one, right? And the same thing has happened all throughout time. It's not as if every single Roman was Julius Caesar or Augustus Caesar. Right. And it's not as if every Greek was Alexander the Great or Socrates, nor was every Persian uh, Cyrus the Great. Right. Majority of them probably just towed the party line. Um, And and yeah, like that's, you know, like this kind of this kind of is my answer for the next question as well, which is why should people learn about history and why is history important to you? That the both of those things are they're kind of they're, they're they're intertwined in that. It's, it's important to me because to know people and to know tomorrow, you need to study yesterday, right? And to not make the same mistakes as yesterday, you need to be well aware of the pitfalls that humans fall into, right? Um, and and like as much as I love my country, Canada, right? I can eliminate my bias and fully admit, as we did with the Tommy Prince episode, that what happened to the indigenous of Canada was abhorrent and terrible and disgusting, right? Right. And that hits more home for me and you because we, we see the effects of that today. And that was going on uh, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, right? Does that mean that that was greater in severity than what Julius Caesar did to the Gauls? Or, you know, you know what I mean? Or what Alexander did to many of the cities that he utterly destroyed. And I obviously were beginning with this podcast. So we have a limited scope to draw on. Um, But another example I could give was what the what the the South American indigenous did to each other, right? You think the Aztecs and the the Mayas were completely friendly with one another? No, you don't become that great of an empire without stepping on a few people, right? So it's it's a matter of... um, I guess just understanding ourselves and understanding our societies, our civilizations, where we come from and to try to get a decent idea of uh, where we're going. And maybe, you know, with uh, a little bit of dumb luck and some knowledge, we can avoid some of the terrible things that we have seen historically repeated time and time again.
0: Yeah, I find it really interesting, like, history really helps you get a grasp of what you're trying to say a lot. I have a lot of conversations with people where they'll come up with this, like, great idea. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, we've done that before. You know, I'm like, what are you talking about? That's been done five times already. Every time it failed drastically. I, I was, it's funny, like you mentioned on TikTok, like I was on TikTok the other day and I, I, I scroll and there's this 18 year old communist and he goes, he goes, um, he goes, I don't know, man. I just think that if you need it to survive, it should be free housing, food water, it should all be free. And I was just like in my head, I thought, really, bro? Like you think you think no one's ever thought of that before? You think no one's ever been like, hey, that would be nice if we didn't have to pay for these things. Like you think that you and all your wisdom have cracked the code of humans. Like you don't think that there's other factors playing here. And you don't think that you need to facilitate getting those things. And what happens intellectually to people when they get stuff quote-unquote taken from them or when they don't feel like they're being adequately paid or you know facilitated for their labor or whatever it is like it's so crazy i think that a good a good recognition of that is like uh, animal farm where at the end the humans are talking to the pigs and they say not spoiler alert skip 30 seconds but they say Wow, look at what you've done. You're working them twice as hard, feeding them half as much, and they think they're doing it for themselves. right? And it's such a great example of how like people get into these situations without even realizing they've slipped into these situations. I just I just did a, a brief with my with my work, and we were talking about how to avoid stepping over the line as a soldier, right? How to avoid like going too far. And I was the only one that has done like a ton of research about how it's like, dude, it's you. Like it's not someone else. It's you. The Australian special forces just got audited, audited, sorry. They just had like, I think six of their members arrested and another 20 guys relieved of duty for murdering Afghan civilians in 2007, like a couple of years ago, like this stuff is so ingrained in your, your inherent humanness, the ability to flaw on a massive level and not even realize that what you're doing is just like awful and atrocious. So you have to be like, okay, man, like this has happened before. Find out how it happened, find out why it happened and, and like identify that flaw within yourself. So history, as much as a lot of the time, it's like this fun little topic that we can talk about. It's also the best teacher of humanity. It's the best teacher of what you have to do to be a successful person in life right and and once you get a good understanding of that like it's awesome man it's so so liberating to not have to vilify yourself for your flaws does that make sense cuz when you when you realize okay no actually all humans have messed up like this and i'm talking about not in like a psychopathic way just in like ways that we all make flaws you can acknowledge that no this has happened always it's okay it's not my skin color or it's not my um country's heritage this has happened everywhere all over the globe with every different group of people so it's not what happened it's what do we do now but how do you know what to do now you have to know what happened first off you have to know what happened you don't have to know a little bit about what happened you know what happened like know it
1: i'm going to i'm going to tackle each of these points, but I'm going to start with the one you just said about looking to the past and essentially seeing yourself in it. And you, you mentioned Marcus Aurelius earlier, and I'm paraphrasing, but there's one quote in meditations that constantly, well, there's actually two, one's about mortality and one's about work. I'll, I'll save the the Moros mortality one for another time, but um, the one about work, and I think about this often, and I'm sure every single human does, but he a quote essentially saying, um, Do the bees not get up and make honey when the sun rises, right? Do do the animals not get up and do what their nature demands of them? Why then do you stay under the sheets? You say, oh, but it's cozy and warm under here. And then he says to himself, well, is it your nature to be cozy and warm? Or is it your nature as a man to fulfill his duty and, you know, take the work, take care of what you have to do, whatever that may be? right? And I think about that often on days when I really just don't want to get started. It's like, well, why don't you want to get started? Like, what does your nature demand of you? Are you, like, ancestrally, did your, did the people who allowed you to live today get up in the morning and say, you know what, I don't want to go hunt. I don't want to make a tent. I'll just sleep out here in the snow and then freeze to death and get eaten by wolves. No, they did not, right? Um, Next, uh, you mentioned the 18-year-old communists, and I'm glad you did because there's a, a corollary to this that I want to add. Um, We can look at history as well to see like look at capitalism for example best system we've had by far uh, up until this point but now it needs work it needs serious work right because we can see within the system we have where it's going right the top to the bottom divide is getting bigger and bigger and bigger and you know there's there's situations occurring that are allowing more people to become dispossessed so you know like to look at history like it's not it's not so black and white where you say well like you know screw communism or screw capitalism you could look at communism and say, okay, there's empathetic elements towards humanity here that want people to be taken care of, and then you can look at capitalism and say, okay, and there's elements of this system of thought that provide the means for people to be taken care of through incentivization and hierarchies, right? Okay, so now how can we wed these two things together to provide a system for all humans moving forward where we can avoid both of the tragedies that we have seen in the past, right? So it's not, and you can't, you can't, you can't learn that without history, right? Like we can look back. We can look back to the Industrial Revolution for capitalism and see the exploitation that occurred there just as we can look back to the Holomador and Mao Zedong and the massacres to see the pitfalls of communism, right? And now it's our job to understand both sides of that story and come up with a solution that is best suited for modern day, right? And we have the perfect teacher just yesterday, right? Right behind us. Um, I forgot the last thing you said. Uh, You were talking about, uh, like... I I think you were talking about cultural differences, how like group A, group B, like, yeah, like things, bad things happen all over the globe. Um, We just have a tendency, as I said earlier, to like, it's kind of like, like Riley might stub his toe, right? I'm like, oh, damn, bro, that sucks. And I might stub my toe, but me stubbing my toe is a lot bigger of a deal to me than Riley stubbing his toe is to him. Right. And there's a there's there's a, a personal bias and there's also a recency bias there because maybe Riley says, oh, I stubbed my toe yesterday. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, that was yesterday. Who cares? Right. But for him, that pain still exists. Right. But for me, it doesn't seem like a big deal. So at that point, there needs to be the acknowledgement between the two parties that, yes, people stub their toes. Yes, your toe was stubbed yesterday. Yes, you were still in pain. Maybe we should look together for a solution to make sure nobody stubs their toes moving forward. Right. And that's kind of we can learn that from history. It's not history's not simply there to draw upon to prove somebody wrong if they say, oh, actually, the Vietnam War was a failure because X, Y, Z, where it's not just there to, you know, to say, well, actually, this group should have done this and they deserve what they got here because of X, Y, Z. Well, it's not it's not as cut and dry. Right. You can't you, like you can't look at a piece of paper with some facts from 200 years ago and draw a conclusion, pull that into the modern day and judge them by. Our standards uh, in twenty twenty one, right? I, I think I got a little uh, tangential there, but I think the point stands of why 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 history is just so incredibly important to where we're going. Like, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and 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 to to touch on like how we like to run the podcast too, and how how we like to go over history. We did we did we did this a lot in the Hun episode and and the Attila episode, where we didn't really dive into any morality <coughs> morality of it. And I think that that's especially important because there isn't often a point in looking back and discussing the morality of decisions without understanding what it was like at the time. Again, going back into this conversation I was having on my work the other day, someone said like, oh, well, was the atomic bomb justified? And in 2020, looking back, you don't get to make that call. You don't get to say, well, we know exactly what happened. We know exactly what was gonna happen. We can see everything that they didn't see. It was wrong. Like you can't you can't do that. You can't make that call. And you don't understand what it must have been like to be a general at the time and be like, okay, what are my what are my options here? Like you have no idea what the actual thought process was. So that's kind of pointless. But yeah. History I mean, is so important because we can we can look in and, and just sort of like sit sit on the sideline. That's how I like to see history.
1: When you're you know, when you're when you're the president of the United States or, you know, the, the general pushing the button and you've just finished off in the European theater and you look to the Pacific and you have the Japanese Emperor saying, We will never surrender, we will never surrender and you just have literal boatloads of Marines and Japanese soldiers dying on the beaches daily, right? in all those pacific islands like and and you have this solution right here that now we know retrospectively maybe that's not the best call right but at the time it's it's a brand new tool in warfare, and you, you have a call to make, right? And yeah, like you said, you could say, well, this could happen, and this could happen, this could happen. I could go get into my car right now, and perhaps my car doesn't start. Perhaps it does. There's two options. I choose One option occurs. Okay, now that opens the door to other options. Maybe my car doesn't start. I call an Uber. Now my fate's in somebody else's hands, right? Maybe I, and my car does start. I drive down the road, and I can turn left or I can turn right. I decide to go right. And I get into a car accident and people could look back and be like, well, obviously he should have went left. Or they can go back and say, well, if only his car actually didn't start, or they could look back and say, man, if only he had an Uber, right? So from, from one simple decision, a tree of decisions sprouts, and who are we to, you know, to, 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 I guess, criticize the decisions of the path. We can criticize them, sorry, but who are we to have the arrogance to say that we know best, right? We can we can learn from it. We can look at the possible outcomes and possible branches of that tree. And u- utilizing that, we can try to have a framework of assumption to say what might happen if X occurs first and then Y and then Z sequentially, but we're never going to know for certain because maybe between X and Y, B comes into play and throws a wrench into everything, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, it's it's cool with history, too, is when when you're having conversations with people that are really adamant about either pointing out the flaws of a group of people or how bad decisions are or how evil they were, et cetera, et cetera. You're one dehumanizing them. And two, that person that has that opinion. I hate to be blunt here, but a lot of the times it's egotistical. So they want to feel important and they want to make sure that, you know, they would have done better, I know better, you know? And it's 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 really an incorrect way of looking at history. When we talk about history, when we read about history, dude, I put my ego in the backseat as much as I can. I don't like to tell myself, like, like you said, oh, I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have been a hun, I wouldn't have killed the Burgundians because it's like, yeah, you would have, <laughs> you know? You would have been born, with these guys around you, this is all you would have known. and and it, it's it's you cannot look at history like that. The best way, sit in the side, you know, watch it like a movie, you know what I'm saying when I'm talking about like reading it and consuming this information, like just sort of be along for the ride and then take what you can from that and move forward with that information. That's why people should learn about history is because once you have as much information as you can possibly have, then you can make like better decisions. And so it's learning about history, as much as it's a fun hobby, it also will directly improve the way you live your life every day. A hundred percent it's going to, because you're gonna have a better understanding of humanity. You're gonna have a better understanding of mistakes that have been made and you're gonna have a better understanding of yourself. So like it's, it's important. It is like I personally, and I'm super biased in this regard, but I think it's super important. To learn about.
1: If you end up finding yourself at a, a rally of one political party or another, and you notice that maybe there's uh, extremes occurring on either side uh, or wherever that side may be, you can look at history and take a, a moment of reflection again as that guiding principle to ask yourself, Am I about to get swept up into something that I should not be swept up in? Right? Because you can see that throughout the past. You Again, I will hammer it home you are a product of your time. And 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 that's that's kind of it right like that's kind of what we aim to share with human histories it's in the name is it's not to it's not to glorify the tyrants and to um minimize the the victims no it's to it's to shed a light on maybe who the the tyrants were and who the victims were and maybe the people who we thought were victims were actually perpetrators 50 short years prior and it, again it's not it's not as black and white as many people would like to believe but it is a fascinating story, one that connects all of us and one that we should all share in um, because personally, I think our past has the potential to bring us all closer together as a a species, you know? So Riley, why, knowing what we know now, should people listen to our show?
0: I think people should listen to the show because one, it's gonna be a fun community. You know, once we get the questions going, once we get like the YouTube having more views and people getting to interact, Like I love the history community. There's a lot of ego in it and a lot of people have their own opinions about everything, but it's still a really fun community and I think that that's gonna be one reason to dive in. Two, we put a ton of work into this. So you're gonna get cool information, like great new episodes, and three, everything we've just been talking about. You know, learning about yourself, learning about the past and the future, um, like and what the future might bring. And uh, yeah, man, that's, that's why. That's why I think you should listen to the show.
1: And you know, like we have a like Riley mentioned the the people with their own questions and differing opinions. If you absolutely disagree with everything that we have said in this podcast, the type of people we are, we want to know not to, not to flame you or lambast you because maybe that's an opportunity for us to take a look at our own biases and grow. Right. So if you guys have those things, if you think we were off or wrong, share it with us. We, we'd love to know. Um, also, uh, we we have a tendency Riley and I to get intense very intense we we have a bit of an affinity for the maybe darker side of history and humanity but there's still it's going to be fun right there's going to be the moments there's going to be the times where it's intense and deep and talking about tragedy and it's profound there's also going to be the times where we're talking about Billy, Billy the Kid, the the gunslinger of the Wild West, who has a cool story and a tragic end. Where you know it's simply lighthearted fun. We're bantering. We're talking. So don't, don't, uh, don't, don't convince yourself that this is simply uh, a morose, uh, deep philosophical exploration of uh, humanity throughout the times. No, we're we're here to do all of it. We're here to do all of it.
0: Yeah, that's what's so fun about podcasting is like there's no box that you have to fit yourself into, and we're we're definitely not trying to fit ourselves into a box. Man, I'm kind of I'm happy to end there. How about you? What do you think?
1: Yeah, uh, one thing I do want to say, um, if anybody wants to send us a, an email to that questions at humanhistoriespodcast.com, I'm toying with the idea of maybe doing a uh, few episodes on history of mythology so a it's not history but it's the history of our myths so if any of you guys would be interested in that or have any ideas of where we could start uh I'm sure riley and i would both appreciate uh you guys shooting us an email getting engaged with us having some conversations with us we'd love to hear from you and uh yeah that's about all i have to say thank you for listening to uh my uh, philosophical ramblings and uh you know sometimes tangential thoughts uh for those of you who have listened to every episode and are a, now a follower of the podcast, I want to say I'm grateful for you guys. I, uh, a month and a half ago when we started this in December, I had no idea. I was expecting maybe I'd be happy with 50 viewers by the end of the year, and we've already surpassed that uh, by quite a margin. So um, thank you for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoy the show. I hope you continue to enjoy the show in the future, and I I'm glad that you are along with Riley and I for this ride.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for listening. That's the end. I'm gonna hop back into how to support the podcast again, just in case you've forgotten. The best way to support the podcast is go to humanhistoriespodcast.com and just do what, the, what that website is uh, motivating you to do. Subscribe to the show, listen to the show, talk to us, have fun, and also check out the sources. If you're interested in any of the books, We actually have an audible link as well. So when you click that link and sign up, they'll give you one free book. And that's a great way to get access to one of the books without actually paying for it. You know, you get a 30 day subscription and you still get to support the show. So that's one way to support the show. Or you can just buy the books that are all listed there. That's a a way to support the show without having to pay anything extra. You can also donate to the show if you feel that that's what you want to do. Um, We have that on Patreon, but there's direct links from the website and also follow the Instagram because we post a lot of fun stuff on Instagram. I post probably at least five times a week. I try to get posts up and it'll give you heads up on upcoming episodes. You know, if you if you sort of don't really pay attention that much and one episode comes that you really want to focus on, following the Instagram is a great way to do that. So thanks a lot for the support. Thanks for listening. And this is Human Histories Podcast.